Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. another edition of the Strickland's Mailbag Patreon edition. I'm Drew. Dallas is here. Dallas, how's it going? It's going great, Drew. Thanks for introducing me. That was awesome. <laughs> That's it. Okay, you can stop talking. Before we get to our guest, Bet Online is your number one source for all of your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. They're still going on right now, guys. The Knicks may not be in it, but the playoffs are still going on. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters for this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports waging needs from basketball, MLB, which is baseball, NHL, hockey, which is hockey, golf, which is golf, UFC, which is ultimate fighting champions. Ship, championship. Championship. Oh, you heard our you heard our guest. And boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live bet options and your favorite casino and card games available to play from your home. The call to action is get into the action today. So head to the web to the website. Use your mobile device, whatever the mobile device may be. It could be a cell phone, it could be an iPad, it could be an Android. I don't know what you have. To join and be sure to use the promo code. Believe, which is spelled B-L-E-A-V, believe, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit, bet online, where the game starts. Got that done. Our fellow partner podcast host is joining us today as a special guest. We rarely have guests on this show, so it's very special. Alex Wolf, a.k.a. Editor-in-Chief of the Strickland Main host of Lockdown Knicks. Um, I'm running out of hyphenated stuff, but he's a multi-hyphenated person. Alex, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. That was, that was a beautiful ad read. I will add one constructive note. You don't have to say call to action. No, I don't. I don't. That just is the call. To action. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just, anyway. I, I, I purposely read everything that's on the paper, and then when we used to uh, do the, uh, the like the DraftKings one, they would have this whole spiel on the uh, like all the different phone numbers for one eight hundred gambler, and I'm like, I'm not reading all these hundreds. <laughs> you didn't reading. have to. That was never part of the deal. Anyway, I anyway like I'm it. just, but no, they were just like it's for Indiana, it's this for California, it's this for Montana, is that, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you can't just have one eight hundred gambler for everything, but no. No, it's got to be by the state. Anyway, I'm doing good. I'm uh, basking in the afterglow of the next season, I guess. I don't know. And not getting their, not getting the mouse pick. So, you know, tis what it is. Rough week for Knicks that, fans that, a little that bit. Definitely, I was actually pretty upset we didn't get the, uh, the mouse pick. I'm like, come I, on. I was zen about it. And honestly, I immediately talked myself into like, yeah, but if they're going to be like star hunting this offseason, it's more valuable to have it as a future pick anyway. So oh, I'm not too yeah, impressed. Yeah. 
but yeah, it was just it was just like give us some payback for your stupid ass uh yeah, yeah. uh what's it called the uh the tampering the, shit yeah yeah and and, the, the, and and like that they only got a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar fine which is like like Mark Cuban like wipes his ass with seven hundred fifty I know it's like come on just just knock them down give the Knicks the pick and everyone's fine but no yeah. God forbid God forbid anything happens like that but yeah we're gonna answer all of your questions in the order we have received them. So God knows how this is going to go. We're late night potting. You guys ready? Yeah. There you go. Do you want to tell the people about Patreon real quick before we, or should I, can I tell them about Patreon real quick? You're more than welcome to tell them about (laughs) Patreon. So if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're only listening to the preview version, you can go to patreon.com slash the Strickland and become a Patreon patron. For $6 a month, you can get access to the full version of this podcast, as well as every other edition of this, and uh, the full version of the Friday Pod Strickland, as well as access to the Strickland Discord, the Strickcord, which is the greatest Knicks discussion forum of all time, as well as anything else we feel like discussing. Then uh, for $9 a month, you can also get exclusive written pieces. From some of our writers like Matthew Miranda, who's one of the most talented Knicks mm-hmm. writers on the planet. Uh, and you also get the Strick and Roll podcast, which is Schwinny's uh, solo pod that he does uh, every other week generally. So that's another bonus in the $9 tier as well as some other stuff. You get merch discounts in higher tiers as well as in the $9 tier, I think. Uh, and a bunch of other great stuff. Uh, you can just go look them up. Patreon.com slash the Strickland or go to Strick.land and click the Patreon tab. And also, if you haven't already, check out the merch tab on the Strict Dot Merch, merch, and merch. maybe get a Quicklands hoodie. Forget about the last three or so weeks of the season and get yourself a Quickland hoodie. Remember mm-hmm. the good times, uh, or just go to the Strickland.BigCartel.com to get yourself some merch. There we go. Now let's get some questions. Perfect. See, this is why Alex is here to clean up our mess. <laughs> That's what he's here for. Specifically, oh, your mastery. So far, Dallas has not made much of a mess. <laughs> I've been da- a fantastic guest so far. Da- Dallas's <laughs> Dallas's existence yeah. makes it our mess. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for an amazing first question? Let's go. This is from Mikey Cook Seven. What are y'all's thoughts on ravioli as a food, as an idea, and can ravioli be used in other aspects of life? We're starting off. We're starting off, baby. Life other than like eating. Yeah, what else can you use ravioli for? Well, first of all, ravioli is great. It's a gift. It's every mm-hmm. ravioli is a gift. Um, every ravioli is a, a blessed, a blessed moment to stop and enjoy the finer things of life. Stuffed with cheese, stuffed with mushrooms, stuffed. You name it. It's it's amazing. Um, I love ravioli with. It's it's incredible. Other uses for ravioli besides eating? <laughs> uh, I mean, you just kind of made ravioli into like a beautiful metaphor about life. So, mm-hmm. ravioli is life. You use it for inspiration. Yeah, use it for inspiration. <laughs> I, where do you guys stand on raviolis versus tortellinis? They're not the same thing. Yeah, but like if you had to pick one, <laughs> excellent, excellent observation there. That's just they're in the same general category. They're cheese stuffed pasta. I mean, so is an empanada, but that's not pasta. <laughs> it's dough with a filling. 
Okay, so by your by your by your definition, stuffed crust <laughs> pizza yes. stuffed crust is no. pasta. That's right. Okay, okay. Exactly. Well, I give you an actual answer. I think it depends on it depends on the kind of meal you're eating. I prefer tortellini like in soups, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna want you don't want ravioli in a soup. Um, but tortellini- but, you'll have, but you'll have a wonton in a soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would even I would have a bean in a soup. Uh, there are many things I would have in a soup, um, but uh, a tortellini a tortellini would be great in a soup. Right? It has that nice texture. It has like catches a lot of that broth. Um, uh, it's also great for sauces that are a little maybe more like runny kind of thing, you know, because it's going to catch some of that. Um, but yeah, uh, ravioli. Give me a nice thick sauce. Um, little chunky tomatoes in it. Mm. Delicious. I think I think I lean ravioli for the reasons that you just. Or sorry, I lean tortellini. In the case of just like a plain cheese ravioli versus a plain cheese tortellini, because the tortellini mm. does capture more of that sauce. Mm. Like, there's this restaurant by me that makes really good pasta, and they do like a tortellini and like a pink sauce with um. Uh, like some onions and like a little uh, pancetta in it. It's really solid. And so like that, I wouldn't like as much with a ravioli, I don't think. But raviolis, you could stuff more stuff into. Yeah. You you can get like a lobster Mm -hmm. ravioli or like a beef ravioli or like, you know, whatever. Um, So for that, for versatility, I like raviolis a little more, I think. I don't have anything else to add. I was going to say pierogi is a ravioli. It's a Polish ravioli. A you want, you is a ravioli, us, obviously. I mean, you want to tell us some other things you can put in soup? Uh, let's see. You could put vegetables. What about a matzo ball? You is a matzo ball a ravioli? Matzo no, ball soup is incredible. The matzo ball is not a ravioli. <laughs> what if you put a small amount of cheese in the middle of a matzo ball? Is it a ravioli? Then it's a, then it's a, then it's a Jewish ravioli. <laughs> no, then it's a, a mozzarella stick. Hey, or mozzarella so, ball. You're so lucky. I couldn't get my terrible soundboard out because you were gonna, you would have got food for that. <laughs> we're, we're really leading off strong here. This is great. A great pitch for a Knicks podcast to sell to Patreon people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <great>. absolutely. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Let's to hear the next questions. You gotta <laughs> sign up. You gotta hear. You gotta hear. We're only gonna talk about food for the first half hour. Well, we actually do have a next. The next question from is also from Mikey. And it's about basketball. If you have to choose one NBA player, past or present, to train with a current Knicks player individually during the summer, that's all it is. So he gave examples like Jimmy Butler for R.J. Barrett, Steve Nash for Emmanuel Quickly, Bill Russell for Mitchell Robinson. So, like, for Knicks players, like, who do you want them training with? If you could pick, like, say, like, Quentin Grimes, who do you want Quentin Grimes to train with for anyone to ever play basketball? Um, Ray Allen. That's a good one. Mm. I've always thought uh, Drogic would be good for RJ. Um, might seem like a weird comparison, but the thing that I like about the comparison, or the thing I like about Drogic's game, is he had basically no athleticism at the rim, especially late in his playing career. But he created a ton of separation, despite being small. By just like using these like sort of power shoulder moves and like these jump steps and stuff like that into defenders, um, that would like shove them off and give him space to make these little little layups around the rim. Um, and I think RJ would really benefit from learning a little bit of that 
that sort of uh, that sort of game. It'd be hard for Mitch to train with Bill Russell because Bill Russell's dead. So I'm going to go with Hakeem. <laughs> I actually was also thinking Hakeem. I wasn't going to bring up the Bill Russell's dead. He's dead. So that's all. <laughs> Mitch can't train with him. He's dead. I don't know what he's supposed to do. But I would, I would love if Mitch developed a a little hook on the inside. That would be very useful for him. Did you like the move he did on the uh, on the Heat that one game? He did like a post move and it like failed miserably. <laughs> I don't remember that. I probably blocked it out of my memory. Oh like, man, it was it was it was good. He like he legit like posted up and he did like a drop step move and everything and tried to lay it up and it just like flop flew off the backboard. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see that or <laughs> forgot about it or something. I don't I don't recall it now. Um, just want to know if we want Mitch to talk to the dead. I know Polly Walnuts knows a guy, so we can. Uh... <laughs> but Polly Walnuts is also dead. True. Yeah, Paul Walnuts is also dead. Paul Walnuts lives forever in The Sopranos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, spoiler alert for those who haven't watched The Sopranos. Well, I mean, he. Well, lives wait, actually, in the, 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 the Sopranos. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say in The Sopranos canon, like he didn't die at the end. Like he was like what? one of the only ones. <laughs> now, now it's no, been, now it's been thoroughly spoiled. <laughs> yeah, now, now it's been spoiled. spoiled. I'm pretty but, sure I mean, he ends up the boss the by the Sopranos yet. Like that's your own fault, right? Yeah, no, it's it it's finale freaking eighteen years ago. Um, I think we can talk about it. Yeah, no, I think he ends up like if you kind of do the math, de facto, he's like the leader of the family by the end of it all. <laughs> he's like the only one that didn't get murdered. Tony doesn't die. Come on, yeah, yeah. who's to Come say? On. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> I don't have anyone for Emmanuel quickly, but Steve Dash, I feel like, is a good one. Nash, just, is a, Nash is a good trainer for anybody. Yeah, so He's I'll just think Steve Nash is fine. Well, unless you make him a head coach, then it's not so great. <laughs> Keep him in a player development role. He's definitely good at training for TikTok videos. <laughs> is he? Is he on TikTok? Yeah, that was like when he became coach, there were like a couple of his TikTok videos with his wife went viral of them doing like TikTok dances or whatever. Okay, that's amazing. I need to find so, this. So Steve Nash and Deuce McBride, maybe. Maybe that would be a good... Uh, Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. These damn boomers and their TikTok videos. Can't they just work like the rest of us? Yeah. <laughs> ZMP323 Company Man Hater asks, what is one spicy take you have about this team going into the off season? You guys have any spicy takes? Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like the spiciest I can get. And I think, but like, it's not that spicy. It would be, it would be trying to convince like Portland to trade Julius Randle for the third pick, right? The idea of like getting a spicy like, take about the team, though, or a spicy take about something you think is possible. That's why it's a, about this team going into the offseason, right? So it's like, yeah. I, I guess the spicy take, I would again, I would even say like, is running it back a spicy take? Because I would just run it back. Like, I don't see anything. That's, but like, I don't think that's that spicy because it's like, it's a, it's a team that did well that managed to get to the semis. So, like, I think bring it back isn't that spicy. But like, I understand how people are upset that they want to trade some guys to like improve because like Brunson clearly is legit. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, I, I, I get it if you want to do something to maximize it, but like, I can't think of anything spicy. I, I don't even think I want anything spicy. I think running it back is sort of a spicy take just because everybody craves change. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess my spicy take would be once again, and again, maybe this is lukewarm, but sort of in the same vein as yours, like they should approach this offseason with the same level of urgency as they did last season, which is to say not a ton and mm-hmm. not to get completely like hosed in a trade um, just because they feel like they have to make that next star move right now. I think that would be, and especially don't go after like someone who's not a good fit. Um, so yeah, I think it's like running it back is acceptable. I think is my, my spicy take and just like being calm and not actively seeking trades for the sake of doing it would be good, which I think they'll do. Cause that's just kind of their MO so far. Dallas, do you have anything to add? I got no spiciness. Yeah, we know that. You're not really a spice guy. In my food I am, but not not with the not with my next takes. Not right no, now. No, actually maybe maybe another spicy ish thing. Would trade RJ for Zach Levine? No, absolutely not. Um this uh, this leads more into towards next season, but I could see a world where the Knicks potentially start quickly over Grimes to start next year. So maybe that's spicy. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. You think you see there's a world where Tibbs starts quickly over Grimes? Maybe. I mean, he does love quickly. Like, there's no doubt about that. He was playing the dude like 30 minutes a game down the stretch of the season. So if they look at it and they say, well, we'd prefer to have Grimes, like especially if Grimes develops as a playmaker a little bit, and then you could have him and Hart playing off each other off the bench. Granted, Tibbs might also go into next season with a newly minted Josh Hart on a new contract and be like, Josh Hart's the starter. That's it. Mm-hmm. The spacing is fantastic. He's so good. He's a dog. Um, I would rather not have Josh Hart than have Josh Hart the starter. Yeah. Well, I'm just with the roster the way it is. Yeah. I'm probably with you, but I feel like you kind of have to resign him at this point, especially because you're going into this draft with no picks now and you trade one of them for him. Yeah. Not only should well, I think we actually will get to this, but like not only should you resign him, just like don't start him. But like he's clearly a very good player. He makes yeah. so much sense off the bench. Yeah. Like it just it just worked off yeah. the bench. And it's like, now nah, we're not doing it anymore. It's like, um, okay, let's just stop doing what made us good. Yeah. So uh our next question is from our beloved Jerry Garcia. How much should I be crying about Tibbs not getting fired? Should I be going duty in my diaper? Yes. I mean, first of all, James, you should always be pooping your pants. So, like, just go at it. Always and, be pooping. That's our motto here. Yeah, always. And, uh, no, don't cry. Tibbs is fine. I, I mean, Tibbs isn't fine, but, like, <laughs> he's fine. Like, wow. I don't. Who's a, who's a coaching free? Like, I don't know who's available right now, right? Like, who's actually, like, someone that's available that you're like, he is a distinct, like, a distinct upgrade. I mean, this is the thing is, like, it always comes down to can you be the team that doesn't hire one of the coaches that you would think to hire and have it work out? You know what I mean? Like, you have to be able to find that coach that's, like, on the rise. So, whether it's Shia yeah, Bryant. True. Whether it's Johnny Bryan or someone from some other team, like some assistant somewhere is probably the coach that the Knicks should hire in place of Tibbs, not like Budenholzer, who's on the who's on the market. But yeah, no, not, you know, not, stinks. not like Budenholzer. Not Doc Rivers. Yeah, no Doc Rivers. Oh my god, keep him away at all costs. What about Mark um, Jackson? Oh my god, keep <laughs> Kenny Smith. 
I would I would sign Doc Rivers and uh, freaking um, Budenholzer before I would even look at Mark Jackson. Oh, absolutely. What about Kenny Atkinson? Oh, of course. The mastermind. Kenny, yeah, Kenny Atkinson. J.J. Redick? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, like we, we don't know assistant coaches like that, right? So it's like we just get, like, the yeah. big names and all the big names available. We're like, no, yeah, I'm good. So, yeah. so like, t- Tibbs showed some signs of evolution. <laughs> yeah. Just a smidge, I mean, right? Tibbs is, Tibbs is fine. It's a tough it's a tough coaching market this offseason because you literally have like like three teams that are probably like better or similar to the Knicks that are all looking for coaches. And so like you gotta just be like, all right, well, you know, would someone take the Knicks job over like the Bucks job? Maybe. But who's to say? You know, it's like I don't know. I it is. It's tough. I do want to move on from Tiz, but it's a tough year to do it. I think, unfortunately, it is. Although, if you're going internally like a Johnny Bryant type, then I think it's a little easier. Like, probably yeah. he, with his relationships that he's built up with the front office, knowing they're loyal, and like with the re- the players, I imagine he would stay. Um, yeah, that's. I I feel like that's going to be the move, right? It's going to be like an internal thing where it's like. There's like Tibbs doesn't get any, anything else out of the guys. They're just they did like another year of like second round disappointment. Let's let's have a fresh take on things. But like I, I think what'll probably end up happening, and maybe this would happen as soon as like mid season next year, would be Tibbs gets fired, Johnny Bryant gets elevated mid season. If they're like underachieving. You know, next yeah, then he gets a chance to coach and everything. Yeah, that would get, make sense. Gets a chance to get his feet wet, and then probably what they would end up doing, they might even have like a rolodex of guys like ready to rock. But like, I think what they would do is sort of what they did when Tibbs first got hired, which is like build out Johnny Bryant's staff and be like, just trust us, bro. Like, we're gonna build out the staff because all the rest of the staff, other than Johnny Bryant, probably leaves, other than maybe Rick Brunson, because like, because <laughs> like they were. Because it's Nepo babies on the team. I mean, they're not Nepo babies necessarily, but they're Tibbs' guys. You know, like like well, Jalen Brunson's a Nepo baby. Well, yeah, yeah, but like a good Nepo baby, like the <laughs> one good Nepo baby is Jalen Brunson. Um, actually, no, Rick Brunson is the Nepo baby in this analogy because he rode his son's coattails to it. That is true. <laughs> the Nepo dad. The Nepo dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the you know Andy Greer's gone. Dice is gone. Uh, who's the other coach that's uh, a Tibbs guy? There's, there's like one I mean, more. I was going to say, like, Rick, Rick Brunson technically is, but he's staying. Probably. Sort of, but he would yeah. stay, you know, just by virtue of being Jalen's dad. Um, so they would, they would build out Johnny Bryan's coaching staff, and they probably already have some guys in mind if that's a lane they want to go into at some point. We have two, unless Dallas wants to add something, we have two questions related to Julius Randle. All right. Robbie asks, what are some bold Julius Randle trades you would pursue this offseason? And then Constantine is, what are some trades you think it is more worthwhile to keep Julius? So basically like two kind of trade scenarios, like the bold one to get rid of Julius and you're keeping Julius. What are you doing differently? I, I already gave mine. I would I would offer Julius Randle for the third pick to Portland and see if they, they take it. Yeah, that's the bold one for sure. Because like... you. You're definitely taking a step back. I don't. 
clearly we're all draft experts here. So you pick, <laughs> we would take, uh, I don't know who's available at three. Wambayana, Scoot Henderson. <laughs> like, that's all I got. Either Scoot or Brandon Miller or one of the Thompson twins. You're definitely not getting Wambayana at three. That's not. Hey, 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 you never know. <laughs> no, you you do know the Spurs are definitely taking you. Never, you never know. <laughs> there's but, never, there's not been any more sure thing since like LeBron James twenty years ago. <laughs> I like that. That's the move I would do. Where you take the step back, you're basically saying, oh, like Obi's going to start. He's the guy. You re-sign him, right? And then like that's that would be the bold move. And then like the other move would be for if you were to keep Julius, I. I don't know. I guess you would have to trade like Mitch or RJ to get the third pick. No, 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 no. Just be like, just like if you're keeping Julius Randle, like mm. who would you trade? I think it would be either one of those guys because mm. I, it, I'm not that big a fan of it. But like that's, I think that's the route you would go. Yeah. I mean, I think if I was gonna, like, I think I'm with you. I would try to talk Portland into that, and I would even be like, I would give you Julius Randle plus like three of the protective picks, three out of the four protective picks to move up to number three or something. Um, and just be like, yeah, let's go get like, I, well, I think it would have to be, it would probably have to be Brandon Miller available there. Cause Scoot Henderson, I'm not going to draft Scoot Henderson with Jalen Brunson on the team. Um, like is, I'm not going to pay that price. Is Scoot, is Scoot a point guard or something like that? Yeah. He's a point guard who, oh, who okay. says he, who says he, uh, he, he like idolizes Russell Westbrook. Um, oh great! Okay, definitely don't want don't don't want Scoot on this team. I'm out on Scoot. <laughs> I'm scooting on out of I'm there. Scooting on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Brandon Miller's like a long wing. You know, that can score in a variety of ways and stuff. Like, seems like he'd be a pretty good fit. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah, I would even trade. I the further down I would get, if Taylor Hendricks was available, I would try to trade Julius even for like a top 10 pick to get Taylor Hendricks and maybe get some extra stuff in return. Be like, Hey, like pick seven plus like some stuff for Julius Randall. What do you think? You know, to some team who's, who even is, who, who is the seventh pick? I don't even remember at this point. Um, you're asking, up, you're asking the wrong people here. As I pull up Tankathon. Uh, seventh pick is Indy. Actually, that's kind of perfect if we're being honest. That would be that would be pretty interesting. They'd be like, we want to capitalize on Halliburton's window, you know, or the window now, whatever. If if, if he has a window, uh, and be like, you know, Julius would be a good co-star. So you know, maybe you could talk them into it. Who's to say? But they bring in Sabonis's nemesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, so for me, I think like, uh, my, this maybe is a little bit of a, going back to the other question, a spicy take about the Knicks, but I kind of think, um, you know, it's tough because Julius Randle was really good this regular season, Mm -hmm. like awesome. But I kind of think the team gets better if he's replaced with like an above average three and D power forward who, uh, is just like a good quick decision maker. Um, you know, and, but to make that actually make us better, you have to open up the offense a little bit. I think, um, when the offense is this sort of isolation heavy and this sort of, um, you know, grind it out, uh, you know, offensive rebound ball, you need guys like Julius Randall who can just sort of get their shot no matter what. 
Um, and he's certainly amazing at that. But I think if you open up the offense a little bit, it's going to put a lot of the guys we already have in much better positions. Um, like poor Jalen Brunson in the playoffs was just in like the worst possible position to succeed. And through no fault of his own, and it's and through through pretty much exclusively Tibbs' fault. It's not like we didn't mm-hmm. have the tools or the resources to open up our offense in more interesting ways um, to put Jalen Brunson in positions where you know he wasn't looking at three defenders, four defenders uh, every single time he was driving the ball. Right. Um, so I think if you open up the offense a little bit, uh, uh, you help Jalen. Um, Grimes and Quickly can both do a whole lot more than they were doing in terms of like off-ball actions, um, running around screens, and they're just, you know, also Obi Toppin, too. These are just like and Isaiah Hartenstein, smart guys who move the ball quick, can make good decisions. Josh Hart sort of fits in that sort of category, too. He's not as good of, I think, a decision maker, but he makes quick decisions, and it it often works, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh, because he makes quick, decisive decisions. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a sort of maybe hot takey thing that, like, um, you know, just your sort of above average 3 and D player um, might be an upgrade over Julius Randle. And, of course, you would hope that you'd get a little something extra back as well if you make that kind of a trade. I think you would enjoy Taylor Hendricks based off the little that I've, that I've done. He's, like, my favorite guy in this draft already. Yeah. He's, like... He's like six nine, average like nice. That's a nice height. I th- yeah, right. I think he averaged. Let me see. I have tag I'm literally up right here. Per thirty six minutes, he averaged like three stocks per game, uh, and he shot thirty nine percent from three on five attempts per thirty six minutes. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what that. Oh, his per game averages. Oh, actually, shit. Four point six three point attempts per game. Average, uh, average thirty nine percent for the year. So. Someone who makes defensive uh, events happen other than Mitch, too, would be nice. That would be the dude right there. I, I would love. Like, honestly, it would mean taking a step back a little bit probably, but if you start Obi Toppin and bring Hendricks off the bench, like, sign me up. That would be great. I mean, you could also – well, I don't know if we'll get into it, but you could also kind of make that same argument that we're saying for, like, getting rid of Randall. You could kind of make the same thing for RJ, too, in a way, right? But you're just – you're, but you would be effectively saying that, like, his playoff performance is is the imaginary one. It's actually closer to all of the regular season stuff. But also, that, RJ's that, 22 and Randall's 27, and that has to matter. No, like, Randall's older than 27 now. 28. I think he's, like, 29. Now he's, like, 27 or 28. We're, gonna, we're getting the researchers, which is us right now. Let's see. Yeah, call call up the researchers real quick. Julius Randle is twenty eight years old, and he'll turn twenty nine in November, though. So, okay, so he'll turn twenty nine before next season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's different. He's twenty eight right now. So he's okay, twenty seven he, or twenty eight. He's twenty eight, and he will be twenty nine. Yeah, that's fine. So he's twenty eight. So I don't know. It's it's it, I, they have an interest. I think we're back to the who do you pick, like RJ or Randall, and then it's going to be this interesting debate, like who's actually available, how does this work? But yeah, we're <laughs> we're back to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tokyo Sex Wally asks, "Hi, Lev. oh wait, we didn't. Sorry, we didn't really we didn't really touch Constantine's thing though. Is there is there a deal where you would like say like they're trading Julius just for the sake of trading Julius, and this is wrong?" For sure. I think probably most of the trades. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> right? them. I think it would be like 
most of the things like even me saying the third pick like of course we're doing that for like value reasons and like you're you're doing a specific direction but even then like getting someone like that and experience put on this team is not like a good idea it's not like a good idea necessarily especially if they want to win so i thought i think most julius Randle trades would be bad like you can't be like oh let's bring in like tobias harris like no yeah, I, I actually like the idea of trading for Tobias Harris, Julius Randle for Tobias Harris plus something. Um, that to me is, I think that's a, I think that's a really interesting move. Um, that's the kind of like uh, uh, three and D kind of guy who I think, I mean, obviously is a little bit more than that, but like that's his ideal role, you know, like third creator kind of thing, and he's mostly spotting up. Um, and his defense has improved, I think, a decent bit of late. Um, although it's still not, you know, it's not like elite wing stopper or something like that, but it's still a good, it's a good bit better than it used to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the kind of thing where I, I'm down for that sort of trade. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallin' drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallin' wherever you get your podcasts.